Welcome to the Person and the Power podcast with Pastor Tim Johnson, as he invites us to cultivate a deep and profound relationship with the Holy Spirit of the living and loving God. After 25 years of ministry, Pastor Tim's desire is that all of us would experience both the Spirit's transformational intimacy and the supernatural activity in our daily lives. Now, here's Pastor Tim. So I'm 59 years old, and growing up in school, age 11, 12, 13, adoption had kind of a mystique about it. It's almost like I didn't know anyone who was adopted, and adoption almost was, I don't want to say stigma, but I guess had some kind of stigma. It's almost like, well, what was wrong with a person, or what happened? And it was almost like this secret. So today, just a few years later, at now, again, age 59, 35 years now, 40 years later, adoption is this massive conglomeration of need and bureaucracy and incredible blessing. And you, you just if you just go online and try to read through all of the statistics, I'm a statistics guy. You, if you know me at all, if you are, uh, if I'm blessed to be your pastor and you've heard me preach more than a few times, you know that I'm a stati- I'm a st- statistic guy. I can't say the word, but I like statistics. In fact, I like statistics so much that I took statistics <laughs> three different times in college at University of Kentucky where I did my undergrad work. So I liked it so much, <laughs> I failed twice. And because I was in journalism at the time, I was, and I, of course, went on to be a journalist for many years, but because the requirement at the time uh, in the bachelor's degree that I received in journalism required either statistics or I think at some point then it was like four years of some foreign language like Spanish. Ha, hola, y'all. So <laughs> no way. I kid everybody. I'm, I'm fluent. Uh, I can spell fluent. Uh, I don't, I'm not fluent. I'm barely fluent in, uh, in Kentucky. So all that to say, um, I think that adoption is this, again, this massive, um, really this massive um, work that uh, today there's a lot of talk about adoption. There's a lot of need about adoption. And I think it's just perfect for our verse that we're going to look at. And I am blessed that we in my family, have two first-hand accounts of adoption from same family and uh, brothers uh, from obviously different mothers, but incredible stories. So I want to tell the personal story here. Before we jump into the next couple of verses in Romans 8, I want to tell this kind of a personal story for, uh, for from, the per, from the viewpoint and perspective of my two nephews. Dion Johnson and Christopher Johnson. So I want to tell their story. Now, if I had thought through this well enough ahead of time, I would have sat them down and we would have had a three-way conversation. It'd been a beautiful podcast where you would have heard from their own voices. Um, this this 29, 28-year-old Dion, this 18-year-old just graduated high school, Christopher, 
and you would hear their experience, their stories, their their understanding of adoption from their own in their own language and their own voice, you know. But you get me, and I'll quote some things. Uh, I, I sent a text out to both uh, Christopher and Dion, and uh, a couple of days ago, and said, "Hey, we're, looks like our passage of scripture for this podcast is going to lead us right into the word of adoption." Can you give us some firsthand expertise account of what it meant for you? What did it mean? How did you handle that? How did you come to know being adopted? All that. And so I'm just going to pick and choose some of the just the best stuff. Man, they incredible. I'm their uncle. I'm a little biased. I love these guys. We played, we would play football uh, thousands of times together and be on family vacations. Uh, Dion is just one of the sweetest kids you'll ever meet in your whole life. Kids, he's 28, 29 years old. He's a great young adult uh, man. Um, he's just a just a beautiful soul. Seriously, he's one of the most beautiful souls you'll ever meet. Uh, Christopher, <laughs> I always used to tell him he's he's a um, he, he and he's grown up now. But as a kid, I always used to tell him playing football or especially football. I'm going to plant you like a turnip. That's what I would always, and he remembers that <laughs> to this day. I'm going to plant you like a turnip, boy. So we had a, just a great relationship. Um, I'm their favorite uncle. I'm kidding. I don't, <laughs> I pay, if I am, it's because I pay them. So, but they're great young men. And again, they're, and they're both at Western Kentucky or they're in Bowling Green. Christopher is starting his freshman year at Western Kentucky University. And Dion graduated from Western Kentucky University and now has a job and lives and works in Bowling Green. So great young men. So the personal side of this podcast today, the focus is on adoption. And they're gonna, it's going to come from the two perspectives that are firsthand accounts. They were adopted. We'll start with Dion just because he's older. Now, Dion... Uh, both adopted by my brother Mike and and his wife, and so the um, Dion was from a traumatic, traumatic experience. Uh, I, I'm I don't know all the details. Uh, I probably have lost some in in memory, but adopted. Uh, I don't exactly remember it, how old he was when he was adopted. Very young. He was very young, but uh, as a as a young boy, toddler age, um, but. Very, very hard situation. Um, uh, there was, uh, again, traumatic, horrifying events that took both parents. And so Dion was up for adoption. And, and so Michael, and, and, um, and this was his first wife at the time, they adopted. And they adopted Dion. And, and as I talked to Dion about, okay, so what does it mean to be adopted? And he just over and over and over and over. I mean, I'm looking at my notes eight, nine, ten times. I was so loved and so supported. I was so loved and so supported. I was so loved and so supported. Now, was he says? Now, was it not? Was it hard? It was. Uh, he, it, you know, he grew up in a very, very white culture. Uh, he's African American, and he had a lot of stereotypes as he was growing up. And again, rem- remember, it wasn't. 40 years ago, but it was 20 years ago, where even 40 years ago for me, and as I was growing up, I told you adoption was this mystery, this mis- there was a mystique. Well, there's a, let's be honest, there's a stigma about it, at least in my mind there was. Now, had that gotten a little less when Dion was growing up? Possibly, but he still talked about stereotypes, but he was taught 
growing up the importance of loving each person and valuing each person, he said. And it showed him how to embrace his own value in his own life. He said that his mom and his dad, his, 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 the love that he got in that home, he helped, uh, helped him understand the Bible, understand faith, understand his race, and understand even what he was to do. He remembers, he said he remembers a time, I think he said it was like middle school or maybe it was right before middle school where there was a a parent meeting or whatever there was and his friend said, those are your parents? Again, back to the stigma or to that, you know, that sometimes we just don't get adoption. And he said, yeah. And, And he, at that point, he kind of realized, oh, I guess I'm different, (laughs) you know, I guess I'm different. But for him, adoption literally was just a part of who he was. It it was his identity. He was no longer, he never thought of himself as being different in the family. Now, he did have some some challenges. Um, He talked about some health challenges he had, uh, some ADHD, uh, obviously walking through some of the trauma. Even as a young, young kid, there's still a, a young boy, there's still a lot of things he had to work through and walk through. But he said he was so nourished so nourished by the family setting and, and by specifically his parents, his mom, his dad. Foundation was another really big word. Let me look three, four times, three or four times. It was my foundation. Foundation, my, my foundation was who I was. Um, my mom and dad practiced family. I like that phrase. They practiced family. They really did practice family. And he said he also grew up knowing, listen to this, he grew up knowing the importance of volunteering and donating my time to other people. Look at that. He, he realized how important it was to serve in other people because um, he realized that other people had served him, that other people had stepped in when he was in such need and people stepped in to help him. He said he was pushed every single day to know my foundation. I was pushed every single day to love those around me. I was pushed to handle life well, no matter how complicated life got. And as someone who is adopted, sometimes life is a little bit more complicated because sometimes you just, you don't know. And your life, uh, you know, you're, but, but for him, the foundation was early and the foundation was solid. And for him, he said, it really was just a beautiful, in fact, his last words were for me, Adoption is and was a beautiful blessing. Just so good. Just so good. So uh, let's go to, and we'll come back probably to Dion here, but let's go to Christopher. Christopher, again, 18 years old, just starting at Western Kentucky University, uh, Goo Hilltoppers. And um, he was adopted at six months old out of Guatemala. Now, this is Mike and, and uh, his second wife, Tina, um, but they adopted. Uh, Christopher from Guatemala. Interesting, I had gone to Guatemala four times, maybe, and it was around that same time frame as far as uh, mission trips. I, I think I'd gone maybe, maybe five years before, but I don't know how long Mike and Tina had worked on this adoption process. Whew. I can only imagine. I mean, I know some folks, uh, our dear friends, uh, Kara and Rob Bussebarger, uh, international adoption, I think it's a whole different critter than uh, adopting within uh, the United States. I, I don't know that. I'm certainly not an expert on that. Just from what I know from other people, um, adoption is, 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 is a challenge sometimes anywhere. It can be, but international waters, whew, it, it gets even, I think, even tighter. But 
um, and even a little bit more stricter. But I know when I went to Guatemala, oh my gosh, the first, I remember my very first mission trip. We were going to go. I was the associate pastor at Greensburg United Methodist Church, and I was going to go. We, we had gone with the expressed understanding that we we're going to probably plant a church there. I remember sitting in a little cafe, little cafe, 10 o'clock at night, uh, just outside of a, a little community in, in, in Guatemala, um, dark streets, busy highways, large, large trucks. And at the time, my my youngest daughter was probably three or four or five, no, no older than five. Well, I didn't even let her go in my front yard at my subdivision by herself. Sitting here at this cafe, here's this five-year-old girl selling souvenirs to make a living for her family, to help her family make a living. And I finally, I bought something, but I, through translation, I said, where's your family? It's 10 o'clock at night. And she said, they are about two miles that way because they're, they had the farm today. And I came into the city to sell. I said, where are you staying tonight? I'm going to go home. I said, how? Walking the highway. I said, dear Lord. And it just really made an impact. And even then, at that point, I, really, I, I even thought, man, I wonder, I'd like to adopt every kid in Guatemala that needs a home. Well, Mike and Tina beat me to it. And uh, so they adopted Christopher. And Christopher, he said he's uh, so grateful. He said he grasped, he began to grasp the concept around 11 or 12 or 13, he said. So around that pivotal, uh, let's use Dion's word, foundational time, right? That that age group of 11, 12, 13, kind of coming to terms with identity and, and, and who you are and, and, and maybe even like uh, experiencing uh, highs and lows of that identity crisis and peer pressure and all of that. But he said, I was so grateful for being adopted, but there were highs and lows. Uh, he said, one day... I. He brought this up. I didn't. He said, one day I may meet my birth mother. I've never met my birth mother. I don't know. I may meet her. I may want to one day. But he said, I wouldn't trade my parents for any in the world. He said, when he came uh, and as he was growing up, he said, it's just amazing to know the love. And once again, there's that nurture. Now, these are, you know, Christopher and and Dion, uh, brothers growing up in the same household, two different adoption stories. And yet, still the same family of, you know, still the same words, foundational, support, nurture. He said it was just, it obviously helped shape who he was. Probably for me, I, this is the quote I'm going to launch off on here in talking about our scripture today. But this comes from Christopher, both of them. Man, I, I, one day I hope if you're listening, you'd be blessed to get to Christopher. It's just, I love tormenting the, the, the I say kid, he's 18 years old. He's a great young man. Dion, like I said, one of the sweetest souls you'll ever meet in your whole life. And my hope is one day you'll be blessed by meeting my two nephews. One of the best quotes, he says this. This is Christopher. He says this. Adoption is a process, exact quote, that many people do not think about. (laughs) Until you're adopted. And then you can't stop thinking about it. I don't know why I'm emotional, except I love my nephews. But I think this is the heart of what I want to speak about here with this passage of Scripture. I think it's the heart of the Scripture. 
Let me say it again, because I know I kind of went out there with my with with a little blubber. <laughs> Adoption is a process that many people don't think about until you're adopted. And then you can't stop thinking about it. Whew, man, that's good. That is good stuff. Listen to our passage of scripture, Romans 8. And uh, and I had both of them read that, that passage. I said, this is what we're talking about, guys, Dion and Christopher. And I want you to read. This is the context. And I told them the podcast and all that. And so uh, the passage of scripture is 15 and 16. Now, we look quickly at the first part of 15 last time. We'll pick up. We'll, we'll start at the beginning of 15. But we're, our, our, our word today, as you now by now know for sure, is adoption. But listen to this, 15, 16. Paul tells the church in, in, in Rome, he says this, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. And you know, you know that, uh, you know by now, Abba, Father is the most intimate form of, uh, that we can call in the Greek language that you can call your father. It's, it literally is like dada, uh, daddy or papa, um, papa, father. And it's this intimate, it's not father, you know, it's not this, it's not, hello, father, it's not uh, even, um, you know, some, in some families, you know, you call your father by first name, you know, that's, that's, that's not how we roll here, but, you know, other families maybe do that. But to call someone daddy, papa, very, very different, there's an intimacy, right? Even just sounds intimacy, more intimacy, and that's what that, that's what, uh, obviously, this means. In verse 16, for, for his spirit, listen to this, for his spirit, joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. So again, going back to this quote, I think that just really resonates in my spirit from, from Christopher. Um, Adoption's a process that many people don't think about until you're adopted. And then you can't stop thinking about it. So uh, I, I, what Christopher and, and Dion experienced, I, I didn't, and, and I don't know except from their experience talking to me. I, I do know a lot, a lot, a lot of blended families today, more blended families today than ever before. Good, bad, or ugly doesn't I mean, regardless of the reason, right? We've got blended families, and some blended families work really well. Some blended families take a time, take a, take a while. Some blended families are just really, really hard to, to blend. And, and again, it, lots of reasons for that. But this adoption, as Paul is writing to the church in Rome, I, I, I think there's this sense. And back in that day, a, a, adoption was a very different idea, it was a very different sense of, of what it would mean. So this word adoption uh, in the Greek uh, would mean taking a child that is not your own. Now, a lot of times, and, and again, uh, interesting, they use the word fearful slaves because Sometimes slaves would become adopted into the family, but then they would have the equal rights. And we'll look at that next week with with heirs. But but this adopted word is also this sense where the church, so the early church, one of the things that the early church tried to do is actually um, adopt, um, uh, abandoned, orphaned uh, children of of any kind of all kind whether they were christians or romans or uh you know they would they would the church would specifically be on the lookout remember uh, pure religion james would say look after what widows and orphans and so the church had on their burden this sense of let's look at children growing up without parents growing up without families 
And now let's adopt them into a family. Let's bring them into our family. And so the very heart of this is it's it's do it's dual nature. It, it's a duality here. Paul is talking about the very culture that the church is living into. The church was adopting as many kids as they could in every way, in every situation they could. And again, we won't even go into the details of how uh, just horrific the culture was in the Roman culture to children. But the, the, the Christian church called the way at the time tried to change that. They tried to change that way by adopting kids into family. But Paul is also obviously talking about spiritual adoption here, right? And so he's making a real connection. And, I, and I'm going to tie it all together here using the needle and thread of the Word of God, but also using the quote from Christopher. Until you know, I don't think you can appreciate adoption until you realize that you need to be adopted, first of all, and I don't think you can truly appreciate adoption until you realize the full scope of the love, the nurture, the foundation, as Dion would say, of adoption, of the adoption process of what God did to adopt us. Jesus, through the blood of Jesus, through the shed blood, the crucifixion of Jesus, through the death and resurrection of Jesus, we can be adopted. That's our adoption fee. He paid a high price, right? And the, the price is the adoption fee. We're adopted into the family of God through Jesus Christ. That's how much we are loved. That's how treasured we are. That's how valued we are. Talk about nurture. Talk about foundation. Talk about this love and support. And, and, and talk about, and, and again, this concept of until you're adopted, you don't even really think about the process. But now that you are adopted, you can't stop help. You can't stop thinking about the process. You can't help but think about the adoption. And that's, I think, the challenge for us, right? I want to encourage us to always know that we're adopted and to not, it's not a stigma. It's not a, some mystery that we can't talk about. It's not something under, under cloak and dagger, under, you know, cover now. No. This is the most beautiful thing. Just like Dion said, adoption was the most beautiful blessing of my life. Because there was a moment in his life, young, young, young life, that he needed adoption. He, he lost his family. And, and, and there's a moment in Christopher's life where he had no family. And praise God, they're both in my family but more importantly, they're in the family of God. Why? How? They've accepted, both of them are great, fine, young Christian men uh, and raised well by uh, Mike and, 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 and Tina. But their adoption process, while incredible in the natural realm, is even more incredible in the supernatural realm. And we share that. We may not be adopted in the natural realm, but we are definitely adopted if we're born again. In the spiritual realm, we who had no family, we who had no mercy, we who had no people to call, we who had no hope. Now, all of that is ours because we belong to a family. And that family can only come through the process of adoption. We could not earn it. You know what Christopher and Dion could not do on their own? They could not be adopted by their process. They could not force an adoption. They could not make adoption happen. 
They were simply the recipients of adoption. And they've lived into that blessing ever since. Adoption is a process that many people don't think about until you're adopted. And then you can't stop thinking about it. If you're born again, my friend, you've been adopted by the greatest family of all. And I hope and pray that you will never stop thinking about that adoption. You'll never stop giving God glory for that adoption. And you'll never stop talking about how others can be adopted as well through Jesus Christ and the price he paid. Be blessed, my friends, in the love and the grace that our adoption represents. All glory to God. Pastor Tim is the co-founder and teaching director of the Joshua Center, a leadership training ministry which provides deep biblical roots to great movements of God. He's also the senior pastor of Firmers Chapel, a country church by a creek, reaching 13 countries on four different continents for Jesus and his kingdom. Join us next time as we grow deeper in the person and the power.